It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. According to a poll released by Mott's Children's Hospital, around half of parents, 46%, say they have noticed a new or worsening mental health condition for their teens since the start of the pandemic. Now add the element of military kids already in what is often a difficult environment with continual moves, uprooting because of the nature of their parents' job or jobs, where uh, it can be a two-parent military household, and there are additional complexities. One of the things we'll probably see develop more is the data around the effects on young children throughout the pandemic. So what needs to be addressed, what can be done, and uh, what solutions are available to not only those parents, but obviously to the children. Uh, Colonel Robin Charlie Brown uh, joins me now. How do we build strong mental wellness for these military kids? Colonel, great to have you here. Good morning. So nice. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Um, So... I'm one of those people who was a dual military spouse, a couple, and so I know it from that side as well as from the mental health side. I'm a licensed mental health therapist, um, and I do resiliency work for the American Red Cross. And the reason I say all that is that the Red Cross has really stepped up to trying to help, especially military parents, help their children. The only way that we are going to have our kids survive this um, intact is if we build their resiliency. That's the key here. And for some kids, some are, are born more resilient than others, but everyone can grow and learn to be more resilient. That's a toolbox every single person can add to. Okay, we can all learn and all add to it. And so that's what I really want to encourage everyone to do is get some get some assistance. If if you don't feel like you're the best example of that for your children, get some assistance in helping your children build resiliency. So we do workshops to teach those skills to parents. Um, And now we have just recently added uh, virtual workshops to teach those skills to children and teens as well. Let's talk about some of the tools and structures for a moment. No, no, let's uh, don't yeah. be sorry at all. This is an important topic. I just want to get a, a dynamic or understand the dynamics of this. So you're working with parents, obviously, as the fa- head of the family or head of the household uh, for the right. children. Uh, you begin to work with children. But what about working with parents and children together? And then is there a component that works or will work with peer-to-peer children uh, and children working together? Because, look, well, when we're kids, right? No matter what situation, if it's, if it's good in a good environment, your peer to peer interactions with kids, your age, a little older, a little younger can be valuable. Even if you don't realize it's an important support system. 
Okay, you you must have read my mind. So um, we have workshops specifically for a parent or an adult caretaker, because some of them live with their grandparents or someone else right now, um, and a child or a teenager, so they can work together. Because a big piece of this is opening lines of communication, okay? Then another one we have is for teen to teen, okay? So that's another workshop we have out there. When we're in the um, in front of kids, we're allowed to do younger kids, but they've just the, the powers that be have decided that with um, in the virtual environment, we're allowed to do 13 and up. Um, which is probably fine because those are the kids who who do a better job of connecting virtually than the younger ones do anyway. Yeah, in that environment, and I I want to focus a little bit on that peer to peer component. And I'm thinking of kids I know who've grown up. Uh, my nieces, both of them, with a military family at one time, both parents, like yourself. Uh, then one parent while the other one focused on raising the kids, you know, the two-year moves, the whole bit, right, the, the overseas deployments. Right. And others I've known who've been through this. And you find, like any group of, uh, of children in the school or other environment, the stronger kids in the sense that they kind of get it. They're able to, to deal with it. Not all kids are broken, like not all veterans are broken. Not all who are deployed are broken. It's the same dynamic. Uh, are you able to identify some of those kids who've kind of got it all together to help those who don't because stronger influences, positive influences are needed, not just working with those that need the help? Well, we our workshops are open to all military kids, um, whether they're reserve or they're active or they're veteran kids. Um, they're open to all of them. So, but you see very quickly as the workshop proceeds, who are the stronger kids, who are the leadership kids, and they tend to move out, um, and the other kids seem to connect with and follow them. Um, so that that seems that sort of sorting seems to happen pretty naturally. Um, and they build, you can always tell because you throw things out there and the kids grab it and they build on it. Um, and you see just how powerful that peer-to-peer can be. Um, and so what we mostly do, and this is why we're facilitators in this process and not teachers and not therapists. We're facilitators. We want to, make, we want to help the group find the tools and use them in the ways that are most productive for them as both individuals and as a group. You know, when you look at the, I mean, and it is a large organization, the various branches of the military combined, uh, are you able to identify any areas of more concern or you know, specific items that people should know about what to watch for, for instance? Okay, so I, I appreciate that's a good question as well. 
um, if your child is withdrawing from you, um, then obviously that's a problem. My my neighbor, who is a, a military part of a military family, came over here to ask for advice because she went in to check on her daughter, who was supposed to be sleeping, and found her crying in her bed. Um, so obviously of concern, and she very quickly got on that. One of the things that's been really helpful for people, again, is to establish the routines and stick to them. I know how hard it is right now because people's bosses seem to feel like they're supposed to be available 24-7 just because they're at home. But go back to your set meal times. Stop. Put all the media away and face your children and say, hey, tell me something about your day. Okay? That sort of thing. Not, are you doing okay? Because a yes/no question um, doesn't doesn't do it, okay? And it may take multiple tries to reestablish it, but it's worth it to do that. And you really you really have to do that. You have to check on your kids. You have to see who they're talking to. You have to see what they're doing. Um, check in on them periodically, but also turn off everything. At some point, and be with your kids, be available to your kids. One of our kids said to us, my parent is so much on the Internet that the only way I could get them to listen to me was I disconnected the router. Then they came looking for me to help. That was actually pretty smart on the kids' part, just to just to be fair. I, I, I oh, applaud absolutely. that child to do that. You know, let's go back pre-COVID and where we are now. Again, a lot of these issues aren't new. Uh, challenges, changing environments, rapidly changing environments compared, you know, if you're a high school kid, you could have moved through two, possibly three schools before you get through your four years of high school in some cases. But what? You know, was it the the being at home, the isolation, the the COVID effects on base or off base that brought this you know brought these issues out even more? What was it? Okay, so what happened now is something that I think a lot of people were not expecting, um, and and we're working with a lot of families who are overseas where the situation is even more difficult. So the lockdowns over there are actually, in some cases, even more so more stringent than here. So that's been one big problem. Um, and so the kids can't, can't in any way connect with other kids. Um, so that's been a real big issue. The other problem is that even though military kids, a lot of them have adjusted to that two- sometimes three-year move cycle, they get into a school, they connect with their peers. Um, they, they, a lot of them already have ways to do that. They've been encouraged to do things like join the scouts or play an instrument, and that's sort of a natural lead-in. Well, they got to their new location, 
and they just got started and everything shut down. And now we've been out of school for more than a year and their parent has gotten another set of orders to move. Okay? So they never really had a chance to connect with their peers. And the kids who've been in school in that place for several years formed a natural group and they had no way in. They lost their way in. So they were so terribly isolated. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it does. So what's your advice? Let's finish with the parents here. What do you say to the parents? I Action items, right? We, we need action items. What they You've talked about what they should look for, but if someone's listening right now, they've heard all of this, what do they do next? Do they go to the Red Cross website, redcross.org slash reconnection? Can they call someone? What do they do? Okay, so that's one good place. We have the Red Cross Hero Care Network, um, and it's a Hero Care app. They can download it on their phone um, and reach us that way, and it has a whole bunch of tools associated with it, um, some of which are very good for parents to do together with kids, like some of the mindfulness things. In any way that you can... um, connect with your children, that's the way to do it. Find something that you can do together. And the Red Cross, we have lots of suggestions for that. Um, So connect with us. We have all sorts of virtual things happening. um, And you can do them together. You can learn them and then tell your child, I've learned this, but I need to practice it. Can you help me? Okay, very powerful for a parent to ask a child for help. Okay, so it says, I trust you, I have faith in you, and we can build this strength, we can build this bridge together. Well, there's your starting point. And uh, go, again, the website, redcross.org slash reconnection. Uh, my guest, Lieutenant Colonel Robin, Charlie Brown. Charlie, thank you. I, okay, thank you so much for giving me the time today. You're welcome. That's a, it's an important topic, and we want to make sure we cover as many of these as possible. Thanks again. Again, website, redcross.org slash reconnection. Uh, for more information, 866-95-PATRIOT, 957-2874. I'll be right back. You can join me live on The David Webb Show, Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east, on Sirius XM Patriot 125.